All right, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark, the number one stock market show on Spotify and one of the most popular market updates on YouTube. So in this show, we're going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it today is Monday. It's already January 30th. Where has January gone? It's already over. Two more trading days left and this week will be a busy week because we have earnings from major tech companies like Apple, Amazon, Google, uh, and then we have the Fed meeting on Wednesday. So you see last week, all major indices finished positive. But can the rally continue this week? And most importantly, how exactly are we trading these markets? By the way, if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This is my head coach, Mark Hodge, and we're real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff and we're not afraid to tell you like it is. If you're looking for some honest insights into the fascinating world of trading, you're definitely in the right place. And boy, I mean, the, these markets, uh, there's never a dull moment, right, Mark? <laughs> not at all, Marcus, not at all. I mean, uh, on Friday, we uh, were up nicely. We're trading at these upper ranges. Uh, everything was looking good. January has been an awesome month for the S&P, the Dow, and the NASDAQ. Everybody feeling good going into the weekend. And then this morning, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... As I said last week, great week. The S&P now down uh, 5% for the year. The Dow uh, is up up 2.5% for the year. And the Nasdaq, I mean, the Nasdaq, uh, as of uh, last week, was up at 10% for the year. And we only are in January. So that's super interesting because we are in earnings season. Uh, but there were some good news from the inflation front. And uh, earnings season was kind of a... A mixed bag for companies, right? Yeah, you know it. It's it's been interesting because it, we have had a lot of back and forth here, um, but there's volatility. There there's big moves. I mean, uh, Intel, uh, right? INTC, uh, the ticker on Friday finishing six and a half percent lower, uh, rebounding a little bit. But uh, I mean, gosh, what a move there! Yeah, and then uh, also we had Chevron on Friday reporting earnings. So Chevron down, as we can see today, another 1.3%. And uh, I mean, on Friday, they were down 6%. That's a pretty big move for Chevron. But then sure. also we have companies like Tesla. I mean, Tesla, phenomenal run this year, especially after reporting earnings Thursday after the bell. And this year to date, I mean, Tesla is already up 33% just in January. It's kind of crazy. You know, I have Tesla showing. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. <laughs> um, well, year to date, I see 45%. 45% already. Oh, my 43%. God. 43%. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit less. But you're right. Yeah, it's it's 45%. And I mean, this is where That's we crazy. also look at, uh, at, at Bitcoin, for example. Bitcoin now solidly trading around 23,000, scratching 24,000. And if you, if you look here, uh, since the beginning of the year, 40%. So, I mean, there's there's definitely a little bit more risk on. But, sure. I mean, this is what you pointed out. Not today, because we are slamming in the S&P into a technical level that we have right here around 4,100. And uh, we slammed into this level a few times. I mean, one, two, three, and now on Friday, the fourth time. So, the question is, this week, can we break above this or... 
will we fall back into this range? And we talked to, to our mastermind members about it. I wouldn't be too surprised if we tested these lows around 3,800 one more time uh, before we can move higher. I would be very surprised if we went all the way down to 3,600. But it wouldn't surprise me if uh, over the next few weeks we might be testing these lows again. What do you think? You know, I think that it's really all about earnings, right? Uh, we know this week it's the Fed and it's earnings. We have 20% of the S&P 500 reporting this week. Um, and uh, the, the combination, I mean, there, there's just so much going on this week. But with forward guidance, right, if if companies are saying, hey, we we think there's a soft landing, right? This, the recession, the R word, if things aren't as bad or, or this quarter suck, but we're looking forward to a better second half, we could just take off from here. But if that guidance is, is about concerns and, you know, uh, cutting costs, laying off uh, people and, and being uh, really concerned about numbers in the third and fourth quarter and just for the rest of the year, then yeah, we could easily test those lows. Yeah. So we, you mentioned it, 20% of the S&P 500 companies, that's 100 companies. And this is only the S&P 500. We still have a few Dow companies. We still have a, a few Nasdaq companies reporting, but uh, it is a very, very busy schedule. And on top of that, we do have the Fed meeting. So let's take a look at the economic calendar this week. Consumer confidence tomorrow, but the big one, the Fed meeting on Wednesday. Yep, the Fed wraps up its two-day policy meeting on Wednesday, February 1st with the Fed statement released at 2 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Fed press conference at 2.30 p.m. So you typically see some waves of volatility here. Now, the Fed is expected to raise rates by a quarter percent. That is priced into the market. That's pretty much a guarantee. Um, I, I would say it is a guarantee and if it's not guaranteed, that's going to be a shock to the market. So if the Fed comes in and says, hey, forget a quarter point, we're going 50, that's going to be a huge, huge shock to the market. And if the Fed doesn't raise rates at all, that would also be a shock. Um, so what traders are really looking at is what's next? What's in store uh, for the next meeting and future meetings this year? Right. And traders have uh, kind of shifted their perspective here because uh, when we looked at it over the last few weeks, um, traders were expecting that uh, or pricing in that around November, the Fed would start lowering interest rates. Right now, we're seeing that maybe they're doing it in December. And that's what we heard over the last few weeks from Fed members that they say these rates will remain high for quite some time. So it seems that traders are adjusting to it, getting used to it. And I mean, we talked about it this morning with our mastermind members already, I believe that during this press conference where Powell grabs the mic, he will be extremely hawkish. He, he will smack the markets down. That's what I believe, because Powell does not like the idea that the market's already up 5 to 10% just in January. I mean, the Fed wants a slower economy. They want the jobs market to slow down. They want the economy to slow down. So this is where I think that he will damper the enthusiasm. Uh, I don't see anything, any major surprises in there, but I, I do believe that uh, he will say, yeah, we're not out of the woods yet. I, I would be super surprised if he came out and say, oh, yeah, everything is fine. We're doing a great job. <laughs> he yeah. will reiterate, the fight ain't over. 
and technically speaking, the Fed shouldn't be looking at the market, right? They have a dual mandate, price stability and maximum employment. And so right now it's about price uh, stability where they're trying to uh, manipulate the economy by higher interest rates to get that under control. And the S&P being up strong in January, that, that shouldn't have an influence. But we've seen that over time that, you know, that the Fed does want uh, the market to do better. At least it would appear so. Um, so it, it could be that there's some strong wording there because of the um, nice start to the year. Um, but, you know, it, it does also seem like we've had peak inflation um, at this point based on the data. Um, you know, I don't think that Powell's going to say that and and um, highlight that. Um, and the strong wording, I, I agree, would would be would make the most sense at this point, even if they think that we might be getting this under control. Yeah. So looking at the markets today, uh, I mean, super interesting. We opened a little bit lower and then at first it seems that we are clawing our way back. But then uh, right around 10 o'clock Eastern time, rolling over right now, trading towards session lows. Uh, the Nasdaq down one and a half percent, the S&P down three quarters of a percent, the Dow still hanging in there. I mean, pretty much trading around the unchanged mark down only one point zero point one percent. So uh, that's interesting. And this just shows the, the nervousness in the market going into this week. Some volatility, volatility in the VIX is uh, up uh, almost eight percent, just proving that. Uh, there's some uncertainty in the market. Yeah, so big jump from Friday, uh, but but still trading below 20. So we are at super low levels compared to what we have seen in 2022, where we have been trading as high as 40 and pretty much have been in a range between 20 and 40. We are still right now trading at the lower end of the range uh, as of right now, still below 20. Yeah, and... On average, about 17 and a half would be the, the normal uh, VIX level over the last five, 10 years. Um, so, yeah, relatively speaking, we're at these lower levels. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the VIX, it's known as the fear index or the volatility index based on options premium for S&P 500 options essentially going out 30 days. So when it's rising, it means options are getting more expensive, pricing in more volatility and movement uh, potentially. Now, let's take a look at Forex Optimizer and see what is happening here. I mean, we have already seen the, the economic calendar. Um, a few stocks popping up here. It's a little bit surprising that we don't see more stocks popping up. But one of the things that we do, uh, for example, like with Google, we do not like to trade into earnings. So if the expiration of an option, which would be uh, on Friday, February, what is on Friday, February 3rd? Yeah. February 3rd, if that expiration is after the earnings date, we are excluding it from the scanner because trading puts into earnings can be very, very risky. I mean, we have seen a stock, a few stocks, Mark, you mentioned it, not only Intel, but Facebook, Netflix that made huge moves. So we filter those out automatically. And since we have a lot of companies uh, reporting earnings this week, uh, there's a little bit fewer stocks popping up, but there's still uh, a few interesting ones. So CSIQ, um, it's kind of high here. Uh, so we like to see strike prices at uh, the, the lowest low indicator here. Um, 
Devon also still a bit high. And this morning, I mean, the position that we are already in, but CTRA this morning seemed to be the best of the bunch, right? Yeah, I liked it as a possible maybe for anybody who hadn't already popped uh, or pulled the trigger on that one. Uh, 24 was the strike that we saw earlier. I would have, you know, liked 23.50 based on those recent lows. All right, and, and this is where sometimes traders, they, they ask for our watch list, but I'm always taking things on a case-by-case -case basis depending on what's going on in the market. I'm okay owning shares at 26, and I've been able to bring down my break even nicely by selling calls against this position. But if I'm looking at it with fresh eyes, I'd rather go below 24 because of those lows if we get another test. Yeah. And I mean, talking about the break even, I got to sign at 26, but my break even at 24.86. Uh, right now, we are trading at 25.20. So definitely above the break even. Uh, right now, don't see enough premium in selling calls. But as we can see, um, CTRA opened lower and has been moving higher ever since. So if we get closer to the 25.50, 25.60 mark, I do believe that there's an opportunity to sell the 26 calls again. Exactly. And that's uh, going out uh, to this Friday, um, because I think that there's uh, enough premium for next Friday, but I, I don't think we need to go out that far right now. Right. So if you're looking at this, the, the minimum premium that we would need to generate our 30% uh, annualized uh, is 11 cents. And uh, in the 26 right now, we see 10 over 15. So we're, we're getting close. I mean, there's a possibility if we could grab the, the 15 cents, uh, that would give us 42% annualized uh, based on my position, that would be uh, $810. So let's just see how, uh, how CTRA behaves for the remainder of the day, because it seems that we are coming off the lows here. And we do have the OPEC meeting this week. I mean, it's one of the things that a little bit in the background, because nobody is really that much focused on oil prices anymore after the wild ride in oil prices uh, that we have seen. Let me just bring it up here so that we see what has happened over the past year. Uh, I mean, we basically went from uh, in the beginning of 2022 or in December 63, all the way up to 130. So doubling, uh, this was after the invasion of Ukraine. And uh, this is where right now we are back to around 80. So people are not too concerned about this, but it's definitely something that could affect energy stocks. Yeah, and, and OPEC Plus is my understanding that the that it's believed they're going to keep output at the same levels. Um, so it, that maybe that's another reason why it's not getting as much attention. Um, but like you said, definitely can impact oil and gas plays. And also, uh, if there's a surprise there, um, that yeah. could definitely move those stocks. Another one that popped up uh, earlier uh, was uh, Lululemon. Uh, so that's something that is nicely trading at a support level here. I believe uh, earlier we had a better level. Uh, we were at 285. So right now, uh, Lululemon is moving a little bit higher. So let's see if we can uh, get back to the 285. That's, a, that's another possibility, wouldn't you say? Yeah. So that's definitely something that popped up. Okay, uh, so the other stock that we still have is Google. And uh, super interesting, you sold the 104 calls last week against uh, your existing positions and they expired worthless. Or did you roll on Friday? No, no, I sold them for this Friday um, oh, okay. because uh, earnings are Thursday and those uh, calls were elevated. 
Um, so up a little bit, like those have uh, lost 20% of their value, meaning I'm up 20% on the calls that I sold. Um, but with uh, earnings on Thursday, probably need to, to go to expiration on this one. Yeah. Now, uh, since I got assigned at 108, I'm not able to sell calls just yet. So you're in a much better position on this one uh, because I think you got assigned at 103 and I got assigned at 108. So I can remember because we have been in this trade for, for quite a while. But as we can see, Google hanging in there, uh, trading pretty much between 95 and 100. Let's see if they can push above 100. And... We do have earnings coming up and uh, we already did this. We analyzed earnings. Typically, typically looking over the last few, uh, 12 quarters, Google is moving higher nine times, 75% of the time versus 25% lower. So with earnings on Google coming up this week, I do believe they report uh, Thursday, Thursday after the bell. Is that correct? Or is it uh, Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday. Thursday after the bell, here they are, Alphabet uh, together with Amazon and Apple. Uh, that could be good for selling more calls towards the end of the week. I would love that opportunity. AMD reporting tomorrow. All right. Yeah. Hang in there. Let's see what uh, what we, there's anything that we can expect from AMD. Uh, well, not a whole lot. This is fairly even. I mean, I know uh, 41 to 58%, but what we can see here on average, if there's a move to the upside, it's 17% versus a move to the downside being only uh, 5%. So that's looking very nice. And uh, it seems that uh, especially over the last, uh, if you look back over the last six quarters, that they moved higher after earnings. So that might be very good. You're still in that position, right? I am. I am. And so earnings look like they could be hit or miss. But like you said, um, typically, if they do move positive, it's uh, typically better than uh, the down move. Um, Morgan Stanley naming AMD its top pick in December. Um, so uh, hopefully that, that Morgan Stanley call for 2023 uh, ends up being true. Um, I saw average uh, analysts' uh, rankings have a target at about 91.25. Um, so maybe this is going to be uh, AMD's quarter. Yeah, we'll see. So again, this week, all eyes are on earnings and the Fed meeting. And trading into earnings is, is, is really important because, as you can see, we, we handle it differently, whether we are selling puts into earnings versus selling calls into earnings. And we did a video on this. Uh, take a look at this video that shows you how we trade around earnings. Uh, check it out, and then we'll see you again tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.